From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, Cardano is having a hard fork, and I don't think we knew about that, but it's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, August 29th, 2022, and I am sick. I spent the whole day on the couch yesterday, couldn't sleep, it's been horrible, took two COVID tests, COVID-free, so it's just like a normal sickness, you know, everybody, when you get sick now, you just think it's COVID, and, you know, on the campaign trail, shaking hands and meeting a lot of people, you're just, you know, open yourself up to get more risk of getting sick, it's kind of like when I worked in hospitality, you just met people after people after people all day, every day, and you know what, you just kind of got, got a cold more times than not, and it's just because, you know, numbers numbers game right anyway i just wish that a lot of people would like know that they're sick or they have a cold or they have a stuffy nose or they have a scratchy throat and just either not go out the house or put a mask on you know what here's the thing about like the whole mask thing is like everybody's like oh it's my freedom it's my freedom yeah it's your freedom but when i lived in taiwan you know they would voluntarily put masks on because they were sick they wouldn't not leave the house but they're like you know what i'm sick i'm not gonna breathe all over my buffet or go over and you know have dinner with friends and get them sick they'll put on a mask you know they'll say hey i feel a little scratchy throat a little runny nose i'm gonna put on a mask they'll still be on the subway they'll sanitize their hands i don't know how effective it was but it was sure as hell courteous and i'm not hating anybody you know getting me sick because that's just silly too you get sick it's just part of the whole thing i was just thinking about masks and culture and you know just i guess courtesy to other people and i'm not saying that it was not courteous i'm just because we never grew up wearing masks i never grew up wearing masks i never even would have thought about it if I didn't live in Taiwan for a while. Now the question is, if I go out today, and will I go out today, will I wear a mask? And the thing is, yeah, probably. You know what? I think that's just courteous now. You know, with the whole COVID thing, I got used to wearing masks. And now that I know that I have the sniffles and I know it's not COVID, yeah, I'm going to put on a mask. I'm still going to have to do some errands today because I just can't be in the house and not do anything. I'm going to have to go check out my P.O. box. I might have to go to the store for some things. But yeah, I think when I go out, I'm going to mask up. Hoodie and mask up. Anyway, Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 9.40 a.m. Eastern. Daylight savings time. Bitcoin is sitting at $20,059, up a half percent in 24. It dropped below $20,000 over the weekend. On the news that, well, again, reasons, but... Everybody's saying on the news of the Fed increasing interest rates even more, dropping the home market, by the way, not just crypto, but the home market. Ethereum was sitting at $1,492, up 1.2%. Tether's number three, USDC's number four, and Binance is number five at 279, up 0.5%, rounding off the top 10. BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. Total market cap is up 0.2%, but it's still sitting at below. $1 trillion at $963.7 billion. A BTC dominance below 40% at 39.7 And an F dominance at 188 
And I'm not doing coin of the day today because I can barely keep my focus to do any of these articles. Um, I just want to go lay on the couch. So we'll get into coin of the day tomorrow if I feel better. Moving into today's news, but first I want to read an email from a listener about our Saturday episode with Minima and their discussion of proof of work and proof of stake. I thought it was a great episode. I got one email. I would like more. If you guys have any questions or comments, please email me, Matthew, or decrypt.co. This one it was from Matt from Milwaukee. Matt says, Now that you had a proof of work maximalist on your show, you need to get a proof of stake proponent that knows their stuff to show the other side of the story. But even if your guest is correct that proof of work will win in the end, his one fatal flaw is that he's never explained why his proof of work startup minima will beat Bitcoin. And thank you for your email, Matt. Uh, I can explain that without him being on the show. The show was not about Minima. It was about proof of work versus proof of stake. It was a sponsored episode, but they did not want to talk about their startup. They didn't want to talk about Minima at all. They just wanted to talk about proof of work versus proof of stake. They weren't trying to sell you on their coin. And so I really appreciated that, and I appreciated the discussion. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, the MAS, the country's central bank and financial watchdog, is considering adding extra protection for crypto users by making it more difficult to buy crypto. And they're going to do this via customer suitability tests, limited access to credit facilities, and credit facilities to reduce frivolous investments. Now, why are they doing this? Because they want to take steps to mitigate consumer harm. And they said that many consumers are still seem to be irrationally oblivious to the risks of cryptocurrency trading. However, an outright ban is not likely to work, as the industry is without borders, and Singaporeans can access the market with just a mobile phone. The MAS continue to say that Singapore is a financial hub. These ambitions shouldn't trample over consumer protections. Innovation and regulation are not incompatible of coexisting. Since 2017, the MAS has consistently warned about cryptocurrencies and they're not suitable for investments from the retail public. Recent events have vividly demonstrated the risks. Read an article, blow my nose. Read an article or read a line, cough, edit out the cough. (laughs) This Grammy-nominated artist believes that crypto will soon become the norm. And who is this artist? Scott Hansen. Well, if you don't know who the hell Scott Hansen is, I didn't either until I saw that his name was actually Tycho. Well, Tycho the artist. Actually, his name is Scott Hansen, but I only know him as Tycho. Anyway, he first heard about crypto back during the Silk Road days, calling the underground marketplace the coolest thing in the world. Now he's launching his own Tycho open source community using Polygon NFTs. In 2021, Tycho released some NFTs on Nifty Gateway and OpenSea, which he calls a learning experience. And he was inspired by the likes of Beeple, Blau, and an artist, Ruben Wu. Tycho sees Web3 and crypto as a great fit for his community. He also sees this as a way for artists to get rid of the middleman of social media. He said this, Web2 social media platforms have come around and kind of hijacked this whole thing. It really doesn't feel like a two-way street anymore. What is interesting to me about the Web3 space and leveraging Web3 is with Patreon, you're just creating a login. But with this open source community, the artist owns the data. He continued to say, I think this was the end game to create a kind of community space, this Web3 community. Tycho was asked why electronic artists like Steve Aoki, Blau, Dead Mouse, Dylan Francis, and himself are so open to Web3 compared to artists in other genres. To paraphrase, Tycho said, well, if you're getting into electronic music, you're probably like technology, electronic technology. And so you have to be adept in technology. And therefore, new tech is cool. <laughs> For the most part, that's what he said. Cardano is having a hard fork. And it's called the Vasil hard fork. And it's named after mathematician Vasil Dabov, who recently died. Charles Hoskinson gave a brief update about this hard fork, saying that extensive testing is still being done. And he also shared that 
Technical details around the hard fork's progress, including a number of bugs he's aware of, will need fixing, but that the hard fork will occur sometime in September. The exact date of this hard fork, however, partially depends on crypto exchanges. The next major lift is to get the exchanges on board. Binance is reporting that they're currently upgrading by volume. And generally, what happens after a hard fork date is announced, you'll see a big rush for people to push it through. Basically, he said how this is going to work is that once at least the largest three to five cryptocurrency exchanges have upgraded their systems, then the rest of the exchanges will feel the urgency and start upgrading. It's really hard to get them otherwise. They tend to need a bit of a push to do that. We're not quite over the finish line for this hard fork. However, everything is looking pretty good. So expect a Cardano hard fork in September. And so this is my thought experiment or thinkers article of the day i don't know if it's a thinkers article but you have to think like what do you think the correct way to do this is i have my opinion at the end but tribe dao revote shows the flaws in dao governance so back in april a lending and borrowing protocol called rari was hacked for 80 million dollars across seven different pools following the 80 million dollar exploit the communities involved came together to hash out a response there were three options that emerged whether to make the affected users whole to not make the users whole or propose an alternative so the community overwhelmingly voted in favor to reimburse the affected users. And so there you have it. Everything's done. Everything is clear, right? Nah, not quite. Because there was a second vote on June 12th that vetoed the initial proposal to reimburse the hacked funds. The key contributor of the tribe DAO argued that the original May vote was unclear about how the repayment would be implemented. So then roughly a week later, a third vote was cast to essentially ask the same questions. Should the victims be refunded? And should they be made whole? This time around, the community strongly voted against the idea. <laughs> so in summary, first vote, yes, reimburse. Second vote, no, don't reimburse because the first vote wasn't clear enough. Third vote, don't reimburse. So is that how voting should go? Or are you just voting until you get the answer you want? And that's what I think is really, really kind of interesting about this. Here's the simple fact, and one thing that is not written in DAOs, and I've been saying this for a long time. If you have a vote on a DAO, the DAO needs to be executed on a smart contract. Also, you need to have the DAO in a way that votes matter. People's votes matter. A lot of DAOs are weighted in who has more coins or who has more of the crypto. And so, therefore, it's unfairly weighted toward one person or a couple people. Those things have to be worked out. One, make sure your vote matters, because if it's a community... The community should be treated equal. Individuals in the community, uh, to a certain extent, should be treated equal. Second, you have to be able to enforce the vote. If you can't enforce the vote, then what's the point of the vote? You get into the situation where you just keep voting until you get the answer or the outcome that you like. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Crypto.co. Solana has a beer. It's called Solana Summer Shandy. And it just dropped in its creation of Barrel Dao, a brewery and distillery that's governed by users. Just 333 total of the 16 packs of beer, which, which each represented by a Solana NFT, can be purchased today and redeemed starting Monday to receive the beer. Each 16 pack sells for 1.35 soul. I think I do have 1.35 soul laying around somewhere, or nearly $45 at present price. And that price includes shipping to the U.S., the U.K., and Australia, which is, I think is really cool. Actually, that's a hell of a deal. 16 beers, 45 bucks plus shipping, and an NFT. Not bad. The only problem with this is it's a summer shandy, and I'm an IPA drinker. I will never drink this. So if you're a summer shandy drinker, go ahead and buy this. Let me know how it tastes. Matthew Aaron, Decrypt.co. 
And Barrow Dow, if you're listening to this, please make an IPA. Email me. I'll be the first one to buy it. And finally, what to read today. Ex-Coinbase CTO Balaji Srinivasan has an idea of a digital country called the Network State and pointed to Ethereum's domain services as the key tool for building it. You can see citizens swap passports for Ethereum ENSs. I think it's a very interesting idea and an interesting read. Link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Beamer. I'm going to go lay on the couch. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>